it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Before we talk to Garland, I wanted to talk to you about something that happened last week. As an ex-military guy, I'm very concerned about communication security. And as a journalist, I'm even more so for obvious reasons. But something happened last week that was uh, pretty disturbing and you, you should be aware of. There was an article that was released that showed that many of the encrypted applications that we use for uh, private communications were actually feeding information to federal agencies or national security agencies uh, when asked to. iMessage and WhatsApp were two that were especially highlighted as being vulnerable uh, to you know, giving your private information to federal authorities. But there was one company that was not on that list, and that was Utopia P2P. They are a privacy ecosystem that is completely decentralized. There's no central server. It's based on blockchain. It's completely anonymous. It's an encrypted messaging service where you can communicate within their ecosystem privately with uh, you know, assurances they're not providing information to government authorities. You can find out more about uh, Utopia P2P at u.is and uh, learn everything you need to know about their services there. And now let's talk to Garland about what's going on actually in Georgia when it comes to election integrity. Welcome back to Information Operation. We've got one of our favorite guests, Garland Favorito of VoterGA.org, who is going to give us an update on exactly what's happening down in the great state of Georgia. Welcome, Garland. Hey, good to be back with you, Todd. Thanks for all you do. So there's been some news. Uh, you know, these cases are percolating along, and I, I wanted to give our audience an update of, of what's happening in Georgia on the election integrity front. So I'll just turn it over to you. Sure, quite quite a quite a bit of things going on down here. Where, where would you like to start? <laughs> well, we did a quick article on the. Uh, I think it's the fifteenth is the hearing on the uh, Dominion case. What about that one? Yeah, so that's the uh, the big uh, uh, news down here is that tomorrow we'll have a uh, hearing on the on the lawsuit, uh, which is Voter GA and Representative Philip Singleton against the state of Georgia. Uh, with the intent to ban the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 system in the state of Georgia. Um, and the uh, primary uh, objective here is that the system has already been found to be in violation of Georgia law because it's unverifiable to the voter. So we are simply asking for the relief to be granted, which was, and this case was basically adjudicated by the U.S. District Court, uh, and uh, the court found back in October of 2020 that the system violated two Georgia statutes because it's unverifiable to the voter. It accumulates votes in the QR code. That's where your elector's choices are. And mm -hmm. uh, it, that, that is not verifiable to the voter. So that the law requires uh, more verifiability. Um, and uh, we are trying to get the relief that has not been granted yet because the judge... Uh, when she made this uh, 
order and this finding, it was in October 11th of 2020. So it was only three weeks before the election. So yeah. she did not order the relief at that time. And then, of course, we had January, the January runoff. Um, and because it was simply too too close. So so the, the November election here in Georgia, as well as the January runoff, were uh, both conducted on equipment that uh, is in violation of Georgia law. Now, how can that stand for a year? I mean, that's just plain and simple. It, it was against the law. The election was illegal. Why hasn't anything been done about it? Uh, yeah, great point. So uh, there are two avenues. One of them is the original U.S. District Court lawsuit, Curling v. Raffensperger. Mm -hmm. uh, and the judge uh, has issued some scathing rulings against the Secretary of State's office in that case. But she has not uh, gone, taken that last step, which is to ban the system in the state of Georgia. So we are moving into state court to try to do the same thing and try to get a ruling to ban the system. If it's illegal, it needs to go. Uh, You're that's right. simple. Plain uh, and simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem is that these judges don't have enough courage to do the right thing. Uh, we've, seen this, yeah. we've seen this over and over again, and they would rather subvert the rights of everyone in the state of Georgia, the voting rights. And really, in this case, since it's a federal election, they would rather subvert the rights of everyone in America and the voting rights rather than to stand up and do their job, which is the right thing, uh, and which is, uh, in this case, uh, to declare the system illegal or to, in, in the other case, which is a Fulton ballot inspection, you know, we needed to inspect those ballots. So uh, those are the right things to do. Those are what they're required to do by law. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so we ho we're hopeful that this judge will do it. Um, we think we've got a pretty decent judge. So we'll just have to see uh, how it goes. But tomorrow's hearing will be to uh, dis that the, the state's going to attempt to dismiss the case. Right. And they don't really have any significant grounds to do that. What they're going to argue is that the uh, what we're they're, they're they're trying to claim that we're challenging the purchase of the system, which is retroactive. Now, who and, who who is arguing this case? Is this the AG's office? Yeah, the Attorney General once again will be on the wrong side of the law. So they're, they're, the Attorney General of Georgia is arguing against the people at this point. Uh, yeah, and this happens over and over again. We saw wow. this with the Amicus brief that they filed in the Fulton ballot inspection case, which. Mm -hmm. They're arguing against transparent elections in the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, and then so this is your taxpayer money. Right. As a taxpayer, I am, you know, we're, we're all paying and we all want election transparency. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, but you have the attorney general's office fighting against the will of the people using their taxpayer money at right. the same time. You're it's funding a, your own, you know, opposition, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's such a disgusting uh, uh, position to be in, Todd. It's just yeah. Ridiculous. But so that's, that's what's so, going on. So this is the state you filed in the state court, but the federal case is still just sitting there. Is that correct? The federal case is still ongoing. Now we'll have a state case going uh, ongoing. Uh, so what's happening in the federal case? Yeah, it, that's a really good question. I'm not. We're not seeing a lot of movement uh, up there. Uh, I we uh, it, it has not been resolved yet, and uh, of course you know this. If you backing up, this is the same case, Curling v. Mm -hmm. Ravensburger, where they made the the landmark ruling uh, yeah. the judge did to ban the old systems in the state of Georgia, mm -hmm. and then the plaintiffs. There was two sets of plaintiffs. They turned around and said, "Well, wait a minute, 
the new systems have the same characteristics as the old ones, they need to be banned too. Yeah. And that, that's kind of where it went. And then, the, and the judge basically agreed with them, uh, but ha has not uh, yet um, offered the relief. She could have offered it as early as after the January election was certified or mid, yeah. mid, mid to late January, but nothing's been done. So she thinks she's I, waiting till the new election to say, well, it's too close to the election again to do anything. Yeah. I'm, that's a good, good question. <laughs> I don't know. So, huh. uh, so we're, we're trying to push the envelope on this as, as hard as we can. Um, you know, we could have possibly gone into federal court, mm -hmm. but we uh, chose to go into state. I don't know if we'll uh, be sorry about that or not, but um, yeah. Um, we thought we'd open up another avenue. Uh, gotcha. So uh, whether or not that'll turn out, you know, it's hard to get a state judge to rule against the state. So, yeah. Um, that's, uh, you know, it might turn out we should have gone to federal court because we still have that option um, once to, once we get past these, these hearings or two. Okay. So there's been a big lawsuit filed with Purdue. You're not involved in that suit, correct? Not directly, although it's all based on our evidence and the original ballot inspection case that we filed with Attorney Todd Harling mm -hmm. back on December 23, uh, 2020. So um, that was dismissed in Judge Amaro's courtroom, correct? Right, that's right. And we have appealed that case uh, that we're waiting for our appeal. They appealed, um, uh, you know, with two sets of plaintiffs. Mm -hmm. One set of the plaintiffs appealed to the Georgia Supreme Court. We appealed, we appealed to the Georgia Court of Appeals because we think it is a uh, an issue of law, not of equity. Georgia right. Court of Appeals decides issues of law, and the Georgia Supreme Court has uh, they decide issues of of equity. Mm -hmm. So the, it's the Supreme Court, because they have a, a smaller uh, agenda, uh, a calendar, they have already docketed the case. Mm -hmm. However, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to hear it because they could decide that it go, needs to go to the Court of Appeals. Right. So, so it, it, it docketing it means that they're going to look at it. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to hear it yet. So that's okay. a good, good step in the right direction. Uh, as has not been docketed yet because there's the Court of Appeals backlog is, is greater. So mm -hmm. um, uh, we think more likely it probably is going to end up back down at the Court of Appeals, but we, we don't know. So. So that's a second avenue that's going on. So we have two appeals going, plus David Perdue uh, on with the third avenue, mm -hmm. which is to uh, re that case is refiled. They refiled that in state court as well. Not sure why they filed in state court versus federal. I suggested that they go to federal, but um, anyway. Uh, so now I heard they requested Judge Amaro again. Is that true? Yeah, they did. I don't know how that's feasible, though. Um, mm -hmm. They certainly did because he's familiar with the case. Mm -hmm. And um, but um, I don't know if how feasible that is. It might they might. Who knows? They might get him. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so I haven't heard anything lately on. on of course, so your case is still alive in front of the Court of Appeals and then um, Chile filed in uh, in state court. So. Right. That's right. So we have those three separate cases mm -hmm. um, all in play right now. Actually, four. I'm sorry. When you include the Dominion case. Mm -hmm. So we have three active cases on the Fulton ballot inspection, plus the Dominion lawsuit. 
And, um, and then we're looking at another couple of potential uh, litigation efforts over the destruction of the ballot images from the November mm -hmm. election and the failure to of the counties to um, uh, fulfill their open records requests. So I heard Rob Pitts uh, this week got angry that there's a, somebody trying to look at his stuff in Fulton County. Um, so what, what, do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we'll see. I'm not sure who he was angry with. Was he angry was with Purdue? He said, stay out of Fulton County. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I know I've, I've probably done what he they had done. I that would probably want them to stay out as well. It's yeah, it doesn't look bad. I mean, when you have six uh sworn affidavits uh -huh. that there are counterfeit ballots, yeah, in the in the Fulton County County, and you have the county go out and hire criminal defense attorneys and try to block the people from looking at it. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, yeah. I mean, there has to be uh, smoke where there's fire. Was uh, there any um, any pushback to the attorney that lied in Amaro's court, the defense attorney, the criminal defense attorney? Well, we we have not been able to get any evidence on to uh, to basically prove that he was lying. And okay. uh, of course, you know what he said was not evidence, and that yeah. didn't really uh, impact what the judge did. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it gave the judge political cover. Sure. Uh, just, so just to give you an idea, Todd, how bad that decision was. So he said that, uh, you know, we didn't have a particularized injury, uh, mm -hmm. which is, it was, he was basing this off of, ta of uh, uh, Lynn Wood's case. And the 11th Circuit said that, you know, Lynn didn't have a particularized injury, which was questionable to begin with, mm -hmm. but because he was only suing for himself. Well, we were suing for a group of plaintiffs who had their their uh, votes uh, diluted from by ballot box stuffing. That was a, and you know there was another group that had their votes strengthened mm -hmm. from ballot box stuffing. So it was a clear case of of a particularized injury, according to what we believe the uh, the Eleventh Circuit said. Yeah. So, but but the problem is that if what Judge Amaro said was true, then it's an open field day for every criminal to start stuffing ballot boxes all throughout in Georgia from now until eternity. Cause if you don't have the rights to, you know, as a, as a voter to uh, claim that your, your, your votes are being diluted and you don't have any right to go after uh, ballot stuffers. Yeah. I mean, literally the judge is basically authorizing ballot stuffers to, to just have a field day from now until eternity. So in that perspective, logically, it makes no sense whatsoever. And How can we have some accountability for this ruling? And also, what are your yeah. thoughts on the appeals court? Well, the accountability comes in the United States Supreme Court. That's exactly where I was getting. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the, the U.S. Supreme Court has a 100-year precedence, which he violated by this ruling. So uh, in 1915, U.S. v. Mosley, the U.S. Supreme Court said, that the, your right to have your vote count is equally as open to protection as your right to put a ballot in a ballot box. So there's all this emphasis about who can put a ballot in the ballot box and who's prevented from it, voter suppression mm -hmm. and all this. Well, the same rights apply to your right to have your vote count. It should be equally open to protection. And then you fast forward to uh, 1964, Reynolds v. Sims, and they said your right to have your vote count cannot be diluted by ballot box stuffing which is exactly what our case is. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. 
And and it doesn't say you have to have a particularized injury or a group of people or anything else. It's your right to vote, the right to vote. It explicitly uses the term the. So everyone in America who votes, they they have a right to ensure that their vote cannot be diluted by ballot box stuffing. And that is the 100 years of precedence that the judge uh, violated in our case when he tried to uh, dismiss it out of hand at the last minute after unsealing the ballots. Yeah, yeah which was strange. Yeah. So last last question, do you um, expect a ruling tomorrow? In the- we don't know if they'll take it under uh, uh, advisement um, mm-hmm. um, or not, uh, Todd. So uh, she might make a ruling on the spot. She might take it under advisement. Yeah. It's hard to know. Typically they like to take these things under advisement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just hard to, it's hard to predict. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Garland. That was a really good overview of what's going on. And, uh, we'll have you back on once we get further down the road to try to make people's votes count in the, in the peach state. So thank you again. Thank you, Tom. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.